Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another Brew Show with George and Angel. George should be on roughly around 11 o'clock. So I'll be taking you through the scores for today. Try not to, you know, jump on too much subjects that uh, I know George will be loving to go on. Uh, first off, uh, welcome back, Captain Steven Stamkos. Um, Tampa Bay looking to take a 2-1 lead in that in the Santa Cup Finals. Uh, looking good today. Uh, up 5-2 going into the third. Well, in, halfway into the third. Starts on the power play. <coughs> Excuse me. So five minutes to go in that game. Baseball action today. Yankees got absolutely hammered by Toronto. Still in second place in the American League. Uh, Tampa Bay clinched today, so we'll go over the scores real quick. Uh, Red Sox, top of the ninth, up 9-1 over Baltimore. Minnesota, boy, I love their home uniforms. Uh, Yeah, I like teams that went back to that blue style. Um Love those powder blue, light blue, whatever you want to call them. I know uh, Minnesota has them, Philly has them, Toronto has them. It's a great look. I love it. Uh, But the Twinkies are up 7-3 over the uh, Tigers. Kansas City and St. Louis, it's an absolute blowout. Salvador Perez is going absolutely bonkers with the bat. Uh, 12-1 Kansas City over St. Louis. Uh, we're underway in L.A., and the Athletics are beating the Dodgers 3 nothing. 0-0, San Francisco and Colorado. The Angels beat the Padres 5-2. Story out of that game is Steve Clem- uh, sorry, Mike Clevenger. Uh, looks like he got hurt, so that's a big blow to the San Diego Padres and their World Series chances. You know, Clevenger is a hell of a pitcher. Bryce had a nice big night in uh, Washington today. Uh, 12-3, Philly over Washington. I want to talk to George about this game, see if uh, he thinks that uh, Philly is a disappointment. Um, a lot of expectations going in with Girardi, um, Didi, yeah, so I'd love to get his opinion on that one. Diamondbacks beat Texas 7-3. Cleveland beat the White Sox 3-2. If uh, the Minnesota game holds, I believe they leapfrog over, over Chicago. So that's a big game for Minnesota. Once again, uh, Toronto beat the Yankees 14-1. Mariners beat the Astros 3 to 2. Cincinnati beat Milwaukee 6 to 1. Pittsburgh 2-1 over the Chicago Cubs. Tampa Bay Rays clinch the AL East 8-5 over the New York Jets. I mean Mets. Braves beat the Marlins 
and it was funny going into today. They they announced well, this is what the teams look like for the playoffs, which is scheduled to start uh, September 29th. Um, and once some things have changed, so you might get some seeding changes right here. But uh, as of this morning, it was Dodgers with the one seed in the West. I'm sorry, in the National League. Uh, Milwaukee would sneak in with the eighth. The White, I'm oh, sorry, the Cardinals as a fifth seed, and uh, San Diego as a fourth. Then the surprise, the Miami Marlins, number six seed. Jeter, I, I, I hate to say George's going to freak out over this one, but Jeter and Mattingly are doing a great job over there. Here. Hello there. Hello. Now, wait, this is not George, right? No, nah, it's Angel. George will be on at 11. Angel, that's it. Okay, yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but Jeter's finally, uh, but the Marlins is finally paying off. I mean, you know, for all these years, you know, they've been since uh, 2003, they've been on a dumpster fire. And now uh, Jeter's finally doing something right to help this team. I never thought I'd see it again in my lifetime. Well, well you know, I, I, had a, I had a big debate with people, and people were saying yeah. that, you know, Jeter gave Stanton to the Yankees. I think the Yankees will take that back in a heartbeat. Um, yes. You know, the, the one trade that they really ragged on was uh, the Yelich trade. The JT Realmuto trade mm-hmm. looks to be a great trade because, you know, they got the, the kid Sexto back in the trade, and he's mini Pedro. Yeah. Um, you know, seriously, you got to look at what they've done and what Mattingly has done. Um and you got to give them some high marks because they actually went from having probably one of the worst farm systems. I think they topped oh, out yeah. this year at number six. So well, they've done a good job really player, de- with the player development. Because, um, you know, we really don't have a farm system this year. You know, all the minor leagues have been, you know, have been derailed. True, but you still have the prospects. And the, and the higher prospects, you know, they have been getting work in the alternate sites. So, yeah, it's not like they, they haven't got any work this year. And that's why I think you're seeing a lot of teams uh, bringing in their number one draft picks this year. Like, you never would really see well, the last the last number one pick to go straight to the majors, I think it was like Dave Winfield or something like that, with zero minor league. a time. long time ago. Exactly. So, you don't get yeah. that type of, you know, Ascension, basically. But um, I think the Mets proved it last year with uh, Alonzo. Um, it's good Looking to see here. kind of – it's good to see the, the players kind of getting a fair shake now because the whole service time manipulation, which still can be done to Alonzo. But um, it's good to see them not doing it. You know, I think a lot of teams kind of see what's happening with Chris Bryant in Chicago. Yes. And, you know, they're a little wary about it. Yeah, well, the Mets are going nowhere will, this year. Well, they're going nowhere next year, fifth. <laughs> but your Cowboys yeah, look good this weekend. They did, but it took a big effort to do that. You know, they had to come back. They had to come back from way behind. Uh, the game was pretty much over five minutes in the uh, in the in the fourth quarter, and they pulled it out mm-hmm. thanks to the onside kick 
What were they doing? <laughs> what a shitty onside kick that was. Well, I wasn't able to watch the game because it wasn't televised in my area, but, you know, I saw the highlight. What the hell? Yeah, but, you know, now the question is, I guess it goes back because, you know, Dak hasn't had a bad game. Like, even in the first game of the year, you know, he played solid. And now that big comeback win, you know, like I was telling George, it's not that Dak, I think Dak is a top quarterback in the league. I I honestly think, like, he's somewhere like what Eli was in that 15, mm-hmm. you know, 10 to 20 range. You know, that's where you see Dak Prescott. That's where you see Eli every year. And um, he's going to get paid, just like Eli got paid oh, yeah, as yeah, a question. top five quarterback. Because, you know, the longer you wait to pay these guys, you know, it's not about talent. It's about when you come up. You know, when it's time right. for you to get paid. And, well, of course. But, uh, like, Joe Flacco, you know, was, was getting paid as a top Flacco. five quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And you you can just shake your head because you never call him a top five quarterback. No, well, he did win the Super Bowl in his second year, but what has he done since then? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, everybody thought it was so great, but, you know, yeah, when he first started out, everybody thought it was, but, you know, since then, he's been anything but he's been anything but great. He's been pathetic. Exactly. Wacko flacko. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen to a Dak Prescott. You know, oh. it's just what – once again, it, it kind of, you know, football is so out of whack in terms of their uh, pay scale. It's kind of weird. You know, what, I'll give you that on a out. good team, on a good team, your quarterback's taking like 20% of your cap. Yeah. Anyway, some, think, some people think the same thing about me, that I'm a little out of whack. <laughs> Especially when George thinks, you know, about, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, when he comes on, I'll probably play the douchebag song for him. Let's take it away from you. I I am the favorite douchebag. He should come on my show sometime. I don't even see it here. And I'll tell you, um, switching gears for just a second, uh, I've been... You know, watching of course the uh, both the uh, NBA and the NHL, well, they're, they're the finals now, and I really didn't give Tampa Bay much of a chance. But right now, they are doing a number on Dallas that is just hard to that is just hard to figure. Oh, I, I really thought Dallas was going. He did. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've always wow. You know, I've always loved Tampa Bay. Um, first off, one of the coolest uniforms out there. Um, yeah. A lot of the ex-Rangers, and I'm a huge Ranger fan, a lot of ex-Rangers oh went to play down there. Yeah, that's so, true. you know, it's like one of those, it's one of those, hey, you know what? You know, all my old guys are down there. How could I root against McDonough? You know, I like Shad and Kirk, even though he didn't work out. Uh, Cal- yeah. Callahan, when Callahan was there. Callahan. Um, yeah, so, you know, they had a ton of um, Ranger players. So it was like Ranger South. Yeah, and Stan Coach is back in the lineup, and he's showing it. 
unbelievable shot he had to score that goal. You know, coming down the wing and just, like, sniping it over the shoulder. Amazing shot. That was. I mean, you know, he hasn't played since February, and all of a sudden he comes in, you know, for game for uh, this game, and nobody knew what to expect, and he scores a goal just like that. And now Dallas is getting a case of whoop-ass. I don't like the Stars. I never did. I, You know, it, it, I don't know what it is. Like, I never liked their jerseys. Um, yeah. The only player that I ever liked that played for them was Madonna. Oh, sure. What, no Brett Hull? And I hated Brett Hull. I absolutely despised Brett Hull. You know, he did score the winning goal in the championship. Which, he was in the crease. So it wasn't even a legal goal. You thought it was in the crease, huh? Okay. He was in the crease. They they never had a chance to know, review it because, uh, you know, I, I think, like, everybody, like, threw stuff onto the rake. Everybody was all happy. So they couldn't go back yeah. and change the call. Well, they could have. I mean, they could have looked at the replay, right? Yeah, but they, they didn't have the balls to change that. Yeah. I mean, they had an instant replay back then in 99. But I think everybody was so exhausted. I mean, the game was in triple overtime and whatnot. You know, 1.30 a.m., I figured something had to give. And uh, I don't speak, I don't speak uh, Czechoslovakian, but I swore the Hoshek was cursing that night in his native language of the refs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, I saw yeah, but then they should have waved it off. Yeah, but I think it's one of those things where it's in the moment, and, you know, if you were to wave that off, I don't know, you know. Well, considering the fact it was triple overtime and went through a.m. with a bar, which is about to open up his life and close it down, I figured something had to, maybe something had to give. I was there because I remember where I was when that happened. The bar was just ready to close up, but they turned on the lights. The last song was being played, and like, just as soon as it was all done, then he scores the winning goal. Like, wow! You know, I thought like, hmm, can we call the call the arena town there? He's going to close up. Can you score the goal already? Okay, here. <laughs> it's like, it's like Herb Brooks again, 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 again. <laughs> Sorry, Herb. Herb. The guy wants to go home. <laughs> Run it again. And that was only practice. <laughs> but that was only practice. This was a real game. <laughs> no, but it, it should have been called. You know, because, you know, it's like one of those things where it's just way too important not to not to call it. You know, it decided, you know, the whole, the whole series. And, you know, honestly, if Game 7 goes on to 15 overtimes, God bless it. Let it go. There's nothing more exciting than Stanley Cup playoff hockey. And I'm sorry. Huh. Any other okay, sport so here was can, a, can not, well, can't there compare. Well, was a question that was asked a little while ago when the players were first starting. Should the NHL end their endless playoff overtime? Uh, you know, it was, it was no. questions raised about it. The, Aha. Okay, you're one of the, you're you're a purist, I guess. No, well, 
okay, so you're talking about playoff, playoff overtime. Is that where we're going? Or is this just regular yes. season overtime? No, no, playoff. Playoff overtime. No, there's nothing more exciting than playoff overtime, especially, like, when you get into the late games where you can clinch, like, a game seven mm-hmm. situation or a game right. six. There really is nothing more exciting, and the sport would kill itself if they eliminated that. Like, in the regular season, and, you know, huh. we talked about this with baseball, with uh, I desperately, well, not desperately, I wholeheartedly dislike the runner on second base in and uh, extra innings. I hmm. am, you know, I hate it. And I kind of like it. I understand, you know, I understand, like, their point on it. You know, you want to get these games in, and you know, sure. okay, you want to you want to get the games in. You don't want sixteen inning overtime. I mean, extra inning games. Okay, totally cool with that. But uh, for me, uh, with, play, with playoff hockey, like I said, I'll put that up against anybody. I'll put it up against NBA Finals overtime uh, because it's there's not as much suspense because it's a lot of scoring back and forth normally in the uh, NBA. Right. This is one goal and you're done. So. Yeah. It can you know, come in five minutes so and come more, five hours. And, you know, that's the beauty of it. Like I was there and I was awake when um, Colorado beat uh, Florida that one year in like 19 overtimes, you know, in game seven. Three. What an unbelievable, what an unbelievable Three overtime. Yui Krupp. Yep. I mean, I don't think there was a, a much better goaltended game out there. Okay. You know, Beezer was on his game. Patrick was on his game. It was unbelievable to watch. I, I, I know. I, I, I want to say, yeah, but the thing is, like, you know, how much can you stay awake? Through? I mean, it's, you know, it's past midnight. I mean, you know, I was exhausted. Like, oh, boy, what? I got to get some sleep. And then I find out, you know, next morning that, uh, Five minutes into game uh, to game five, uh, I'm sorry, game four because it was a sweep. Uh, Yui Krupp uh, hit the winning goal. I'm like, oh great! Now you do it. <laughs> That's usually how it is. Like the second you go to bed, you know, you find out the game ends like five minutes later. I know I was yeah. watching. Um, it was one of the Red Sox Yankee games, and there was a playoff game, and it went into extra innings. And I want to say it was like 2 o'clock in the morning or somewhere close to 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm dying. And the second I close my eyes, I get an alert on my phone. Oh, game's over. Uh, Was that 2003 or 2004? I'm not too sure. I think I know which game you mean. I think it was game game five. I think there was um, a rain delay in there. And then it went extra innings. Right. And I'm like, yes. And I want to say Poppy ended it with a home run or something. He did. Right. And, like, as soon as I went I went to uh, went to go to sleep, I got the alert. I was like, oh, look at that. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, because well, you, know, you, like, yeah. you brought Poppy's name up, and we were kind of talking yeah. about 
like the new rules, what I hate. Uh, I was having a, a, a nice little debate the other day, and it was um, who was the best all-time designated hitter? And I think the top three choices, the top three choices were Edgar Ortiz, why is this slipping? Frank Thomas. I forgot who the other person was. Yeah, you know, I I went with Edgar, and I was like, yo, this is like straight splitting hairs. Yeah. Hmm. I know I know Frank Thomas had more power. Yes. Definitely had more power. Um, but, you know, something about, you know, Edgar for me, like he was, he was the ultimate hitter for me. Like, the ultimate assassin. And then, of course, Poppy. I hate Poppy, so I can't... I got to use my Yankee bias and not... Join the club. Poppy. You know, how Yankee pitchers didn't dust them more often. Mm-hmm. You know, all the time that Pedro hit the Yankee players. You know, the only person that had the ball to stand up and actually throw at somebody was Clemens. Clemens. Ugh. You don't know how much I hate that guy. Well, except when he came to the Yankees. You know, you you root for the uniform. You know, you root for the laundry. You know, I I don't like A Rod. Never really no. did. Never rooted against him for Yankees. I was at the right. I was at the game. He came back off his uh, long suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Yankees against Detroit in uh, Yankee Stadium. Um, it was his first game back. Um, the stadium was like half and half. Like I chose when he first came up, and for every time he came up, I ne- I neither booed or cheered. I just stood quiet. With my hands in my pocket, <laughs> right. Um, but I'll tell you, that was actually a great game. If you ever look at that game, that was a game where uh, Mariano came in. He had a one-run yes. lead, mm-hmm. um, and then he had like the most epic battle with Miguel Cabrera. Oh Miguel yeah, Cabrera, he fouled the ball off his knee. Like Mo was, like Mo was drilling him, and he kept putting that that cutter. It you know just drill, 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 and then out of nowhere, Cabrera hits a two run home run to win the game. But it was like an unbelievable at bat, unbelievable battle. Uh, but that was the game that uh, um, A Rod came back. That was some game. All right, so Cincinnati Reds right now have the number seven seed, and they go up against Atlanta. If the season ended today, so it would be Giants-Dodgers, Padres-Cardinals, Marlins-Cubs, and Reds-Braves. Yes. 
But I don't know if you know, um, I started off in the show that uh, Mike Clevenger, who uh, San Diego got from Cleveland, he got hurt yes. today. So he's going to be, he's going to look Ooh. like he's going to be out for the playoffs. Well, well so that's a big blow. Determine what the injury was? Uh, I'll tell you right now. I think it could have been like an oblique. That's nasty. Hold on here. The old oblique strain. You think it'd be out for the entire playoffs or just the first round? Assuming they get past it. Uh, Hold on, I'll tell you right now. It's a bicep injury. Okay, that could be a problem. Yeah, that's going to be taken so lightly, so I guess he might be out. Mm. Yeah, a lot of share of injuries this year. Well, then again, that would be, of course, you know, due to lack of practice and training and whatnot. So, you know, it all it all ties in together. You know, it's funny because it's so, you know, it's like they are so much more emphasized and there's so much more screaming about it because the season's so short. Usually, what, a 10-day uh, yeah. sit on the DL? Well, it's really nothing. And people will just put them on no. just to give them the blow. But now you, you're losing a sixth of the season. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, just, because, that's just because they got a late start. Right. Yeah. Under normal circumstances, you know, that, that doesn't mean much. Well, unless you get hurt late in the year, then there's no time for you to recover. If, if you get that, like, in, the, like, April or even early May, you still got plenty of time to come back and, you know, make something happen with your team. Well, if you get injured, like, in September and trying to hit to the playoff run, you know, they need every player they can possibly get because one player on the line can screw it all up. Oh, yeah. Every, every player has – every player contributes something. But if that key player is not there, you know, that could be the difference between making it and not making it. And especially come no, playoff just- time, that could, that could tell you, you know, you're going to be back to the next round or see you in spring training. And we do have a final. Tampa Bay does win 5-2 over Dallas. And they take a 2-1 lead in that series. Go Tampa Bay. Okay. Got to get that in. Didn't see that coming at all. Detroit, Detroit making a nice comeback here. They're down seven six now. Wow. To Minnesota, to Minnesota, yeah. And Minnesota needs this game. If they win today, they take uh, they take over the lead in the Central. So they would be the number two seed with four to play. Yep. Okay, next game was Friday for the Stanley Cup. Okay. Yeah, back to back. They got Friday and Saturday. 
They can't do Sunday because, well, that's football, and uh, another tennis tournament starts, so they can't play. <coughs> so they can't play Friday and Sunday. So they're taking a break tomorrow, and then they're back out. Okay, well that makes sense. You know, you don't yeah, want to go against thir- Thursday night football, and then you're avoiding right, Sunday you know, football. Of course. So it'll be Friday and Saturday. And then with game six, seven, then with six and seven being that Monday, Tuesday. Oh, Monday, Tuesday? That's going to be Monday and Wednesday. No, probably Monday, Tuesday. Let's take a look at the schedule. Three, four... Ah, they're not giving me anything else. Hold on. Did I mention I have a show on Saturday nights? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, I did. Well, I do have a show of my own, actually. Uh, Saturday, uh, wait, uh, are you guys East Coast time? I forget. Yeah, I'm East Coast. Okay, good. Okay, that that helps. That helps out a lot. Uh, I'm on Saturdays, 5 to 7 on the East. Uh, it's called the Enhanced Sports Show. And we just handle everything in the world of sports, but uh, with all the uh, F-bombs and stuff. So, uh if you got time on Saturday and the uh, Georgia's and the Georgia's well, you can call this following number: five one two five four three four six six two. If you guys got time. Or for one second. So you said five one two five four three four six six two. Is it a Saturday between five and what? Five and seven. Five and seven. All right, so I put it in. And, uh, I'll try to give a call this weekend. It, it really depends. And, uh, right now, I... yep. Go ahead. Go ahead, George. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, Louis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And by the way, the Twins Tigers game just went final. It did okay. Did you see the story yet with uh, the Chargers and Tyrod Taylor? Uh, oh yeah, the bonehead of the week. The the doctor gave punctured his lung. What a dope! Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, that kid Herbert came in and put on a show. Still, but this is caused by a doctor. I mean. As far as I can think, you can call it Dr. Dumbass. Yeah, but, you know, I say Herbert should send him a bottle of wine for getting him into the game. And, you know, he's, you know Herbert's going to start yeah. this week. And if he lights it up again, right. is this Wally Pipp? But still, that had to happen because say... a doctor punctured his lung. Oh, God. Yeah, that that's the same part. But uh, I know, like, 
the Giants were very high on Herbert. Like, if he would have came out, because he was supposed to come out last year, and if he would have came out, he would have been picked over Daniel Jones. Right. You know, the Giants were, were that high. Like, um, Gettleman was always in Oregon. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with this. Uh, Doctor advised Taylor not to play indefinitely. Wow. So, well, well Taylor was shot. saying that was your fault. Right. It cracked the ribs and punctured his lung. Mm. Penis. Right, but now the coach Lynn, I'm, you know, like I said, I think he's going to have himself a quarterback controversy because if but once again, yeah. this kid plays good again. Yeah, if he lights it up again this week, you know, when when do you put Tyra Taylor back in? Lynn's already saying that he's 100% yeah. the starter. Mm, wonder how long it takes for Bunga Hill. I don't know. What a way for your, you know, I hope it's not a career ending because that'd be a horrible way to end your career. Because your team doctor is a jackass. But can you just see the, the lawsuit? Oh, you bet there'll be a lawsuit. Big time. Oh, yeah, I don't blame him. What a All right, Angel, I guess split uh, duty calls, but uh, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll call into the show this weekend. I'll be back uh, whenever you guys are on. All right, buddy. Good to hear you from you, Lou. All right. Thanks, Angel. All right. Take care. All right. So Louie's out. Suicide and George is going to call in. So it's going to be really interesting with this whole Tyrod Taylor situation. Um, definitely is amazing. Uh, I I thought Herbert played very good, um, and now he has a week to prepare. So I wonder what that's going to look like. Um, uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, as everybody knows. Saquon, unfortunately, is done for the year with a torn ACL. Um, but, you know, what I do have to say, you know, the Giants did play hard again. You know, definitely they weren't the most talented team. Uh, they got up to a horrendous start. Uh, they lost, you know, Saquon. But, you know, the good thing is, you know, they played hard on the Joe Judge again for a second week in a row. Um, I like what I'm seeing. Defense isn't as bad as as people are saying. So, you know, hopefully the future will be bright. But we'll run over some. We'll go over some scores from last week. Uh, the one game that George and I both agreed to that we thought was going to be a good a good game was an excellent game. That was the Thursday night game with the Browns versus the Bengals. Um, 
with Cleveland winning 35-30. Then on Sunday, we had the Titans over the Jaguars, 33-30. Jaguars playing very tough. Hello. Hello. You just missed Louie. Oh, I'm sorry. I would say, so, have you ever seen me uh, and Louie in the same place? But we all know that's not true. That's true. So, right. I don't know how much you've heard so far. Uh, um, nothing, but we were literally we're, got off from work. Uh, we were just talking about the Tyrod Taylor situation. Um, crazy as it is, but this is a situation that happens weekly in NFL locker rooms. And when it comes down to the rib area, they are told that there is a chance that because of where the ribs are, because of the ribs, um, that this is a possibility. This is why the team has been so well. He'll get his chance to get his job back. Yeah, this is why. It's insanity, but it happens. Anthony Lynn was saying that Tyrod Taylor is 100% the starter. But I don't know. Anthony Lynn is now coaching for his job. New Correct. stadium. I don't care how much Spanos likes him. You're in a new stadium. No fan base whatsoever. Um, you were a frog tear away from beating the defending Super Bowl champions. With your rookie quarterback, who balled out that who game. Who played phenomenal. He made one mistake. Like, if you think about it, he made one mistake. Bosa's a puss. Like, they lost that game because Bosa's a puss. They lose that game because of Justin Herbert. Right. Bosa wouldn't go back in the game. Bosa I won't pulling the Scotty Pitt. I got a migraine coach. Yeah, Bosa pulling the Scotty Pippen there late in the fourth quarter and in overtime. I mean, like Her- Herbert's one mistake was when he could have ran for a first down and he took a shot thrown across his body. That's a rookie mistake. Take the fucking yardage. But he was feeling good. See, like I have no problem with that play. Yes, it ultimately no. cost you the game. But you know what? I He had balls. You know, I, I was talking to Louie, and I was telling him that the Giants were very, very high on Herbert. Like, they were yep. trying to get him to go to come out last year. He would have been picked over Daniel Jones. Yeah. Well, he was the number one pick last year. No, he was. Uh... If he had go, come they... out. Oh, if he had come out, sorry. If he had come out, he's the number one pick. 
because he didn't come out, he fell a little bit. But I don't know if he made the wrong choice. No. I think he's in a. I, I think in you. I, I think he's in a better situation in San Diego. Mind great you, talent. I don't know how long Anthony Lynn's going to be there. Yeah, he's a great but talent. As a quarterback. Right. He has great. He has. Well, we both picked uh, uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams over Odell last week. So yeah, you know, he has two two great receivers. He has a good running back with Eckler. Good tight end. So you know. It depends on what you can do with Heckler. See, I look at it this way. If Herbert's playing, then you play Heckler. Because Heckler fits the mold of what he what he's used to. And if he doesn't play then you play you know you know, then you have the whole thing with, you know, we're not gonna throw the tight the running backs. Well, Herbert did a great job. They came at that first drive and I said, Oh shit. This could no be practice. one of those. Yeah. Remember, he was not—he was not supposed to be going in. You know, this is Tyrod. Mm-hmm. So Tyrod had all the snaps. Yeah. Look, Tyrod Taylor sucks. He's serviceable. That, I, I, he, he, I, he's not serviceable. He sucks. I will tell you this right now. He plays. I don't care how good the Chargers defense is. I don't care if they fucking know Patrick Mahomes better than anybody else other than Patrick Mahomes. They get fucking blown out in that game. That was going to be a part. And, and to sit there and say, okay, so you got Tyrod Taylor, who's got cracked ribs, broken ribs. I don't care what the fuck it is. Once the ribs are cracked or broken or whatever, um, there's a punctured lung sit coming. The fact yeah, that there. he's getting his ribs shot up. And, like, the funniest part is, is here we are. We're, like, people are killing this doctor. The doctor did him a fucking favor. Like you want to do, but now it's Why don't you sit your ass down? I hear that doctor. Like how the fuck do you tell Anthony Lynn? Be like, see, like, look, I have no, I have no conviction of not killing Anthony Lynn. I watched that fucking. Spiked up that one week when they played up in Gillette in the playoffs. And then motherfuckers were like, fuck, it's cold out here. <laughs> fuck! That motherfucker, that goddamn Charger team that went into New England, I, I guess it was two years ago? Right? Because last year they were everybody's fucking sexy playoff pick, right? Yep. Two years ago, that team went into New England, and they looked like fucking teenagers going, fuck this old shit. It gets this cold in America? Fuck this. 
Goodbye to Gail Sayers, who passed away today. Rest in peace, and peace to his family. Yeah. 
Dude, how about bad well, day, bad twelve hours to be a celebrity? Well, yeah, animal that passed away. Anim- Road warrior yep. animal passed away this morning, and last right. night, one of the original four seasons, Tommy DeVito, passed away. Bad day to be a celebrity. Could be worse. Yeah. Yeah, at least, you know, the people who passed, you know, they lived long lives. I know Animal, well, he was 60 when he passed away, so it wasn't... Two years old. I don't think it was as long yeah. as he would hope. Yeah, you know, I, look, those guys that wrestled in the 80s and 90s, I, you know, you've heard all of them. It's not talking out of school here. But you've heard all right. those guys talk about... It was the wild, wild west, you know. Um, hard living catches up with you. You know, when I used to work, um, cause I used to work at a hotel in Newark. So I got to know a lot of the WWE guys. Um, you know, I got to meet some of my idols. Yeah, I, I met Jake the Snake. You know, yeah. so, like, I met a lot of guys, and... It really was hard living. Yeah, mm-hmm. they. I helped a lot of them to their room. You know, some of the things I did for some of them, I won't repeat. Uh, but it's definitely a little sad. You know, when you watch The Wrestler, a lot of that stuff is true from Mickey Rourke. Uh, you watch that, you watch uh, Beyond the Mat. Right. You know, the, the series that was on Vice was really good. Uh, wrestling with Shadows. I mean, the resurrection of Jake the Snake, man, you don't have a fucking heart if you don't tear up watching that. That Monception thing's a goddamn Disney movie. Yeah, man. I, I watched that once. And, like, I cried halfway, I cried the whole second, like, the whole way through the fucking movie. And uh, I can't watch it again. To see how down the dumb Jake was, thank God for DDP. I mean, that guy should be fucking canonized when he retires. Because what he's done oh, yeah. for a lot of these guys with DDP yoga and just being DDP. I mean, that dude, fuck, man, that dude. He belongs in the good person Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's a shame that he doesn't get much wrestling play anymore. Like, it would be, you know, they should bring him in as something. You know, bring him back. You know, make him a, a writer. Make him a, like an executive. You know, bring this to. guy back in. He, he is doing so much good in the world with DDP Yoga. Hey, that's where all this time is now. Look, some of those guys shouldn't be writers. Right. right? DDP should be there as an agent or something. You know, I, I mean, he should be around these guys more. I agree with that. But, you know, WrestleMania weekend, um, 
the um, all-ins, the all-outs, the, the AEW weekend. He's there doing DDP yoga classes. He saved Chris Jericho's career. He saved Mick Foley's life. He saved Jake Snake's life. You know, he is Stone Cold does the DDP yoga. A lot of these guys doing that DDP yoga, man, they are, it's, it's helping them. I love it. I love my DDP yoga. I got the app. I got, yes. you know. <coughs> Sorry. I might try it. I might try to start doing it. Yeah, you know, maybe it might help my leg. It's definitely helped. Stupid you, thing. Yeah, you know, stupid thing on me. You know, gotta get rid of it. All right, enough about DDP yoga because no free ads. Bang! Feel the bang. Uh, the Miami Heat one went away from the finals of the NBA. Who would have thought? I know you're not a big basketball fan, but Jimmy Butler is playing out of his fucking mind. Yeah, I was listening to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you would think I would have this show's number like programmed into my phone, and I probably should do it, but I don't. Um. But like, I was listening to JT the Brick on um, Mad Dog Radio because, well, outside of music, and well. I drive to work, and it's Pat McAfee show on in my car. Um, yeah, it was Tatum was what over six in the first, June threes. Like, yeah. Jason Tatum to me is a guy who, granted, loves that the Celtics drafted him. Um, but to me, that's a kid. I kind of wish college was like, or the NBA was like baseball. You either get drafted out of high school or you stay three years. Because I think the guys, if you could stay three years in college, it just makes your game better when you get to the league. Yeah, but, you know, it's like, I know it would make your game better, but you're not maximizing yourself financially. And I know well, I know they're, I they're taken care way. of in college. Well, look at it this way. You can maximize your earnings if you get to that second contract. If you're a one-and-done in college and you suck in the NBA, what the fuck? You're not getting to that second contract. Yeah, but still that money that you make off the first contract is generational wealth. You know, if you don't go if you don't go crazy which some most of them do. It's not generational. (coughs) It's really not. You have to be a lottery pick to have generational wealth. And even then it's still not generational wealth. What does the number one overall pick make? 
What is Zion make? I'll tell you right now. Contract. It's slotted. No, he doesn't. Not anymore. Uh, he doesn't. It, he gets ten million dollars this year. Okay. Do you think so that's these, generational? These rookie deals. You know, these rookie deals are what five years. I fuck. You're asking the wrong person. But do you think that's generational? Well, when is you know. The whole five-year deal, yeah, yeah, fifty mil. Now, listen, I definitely, I definitely understand. Yeah, I definitely understand. You know, a lot of people go a little crazy with their contracts in terms of what they buy. Yeah, but that's okay. Let's let's look at it this way. If they get ten million this year. After taxes, it's, after taxes and everything else, it's five. So really, that fifty million that you, they're really making like twenty-five. Mind you, now he's got endorsements, he's got a Nike deal, whatever. But that's not. You know, don't forget their car insurance. You know, we, I've had this argument with people before. They pay more in car insurance. They pay more in housing stores. They pay more in housing. You know, they spend a hundred thousand dollars a year on trainers, dietitians, chefs, and shit. They really are. <laughs> and of course, they have, to pay, they have to pay their agents, their personal chefs. Yeah, so they're probably done. He's probably done the floor. And by the way, hey, kudos, man. But you know, when you think about it, they're buying. Their car insurance is not Geico. Probably about five times more expensive than yours. Listen, my, you know, my Nissan Ultima is worth more than their Aston Martin. You know, 
My Tesla, I mean, their Tesla means nothing to me. Grand, but, you know, they're still paying more in car insurance than you are. Because they're not using a general. You know, Shaq got it right. You go to the general, save some time. Yeah, but even if you do go to the general, like, they just pay more. Because they're high risk. You mean like getting carjacked? Yep. So they walk around with their bling? No, it's not even that. It's their their targets. Right. They could be driving an F-150 and they're a target. I mean, it's just the way it is. And those guys can't buy fucking Nissan Altimus because they need... They're buying F-350 fucking King Ranches that are stretched out. You know, but... You know, and, and look, if they wind up getting traded, they could be paying mortgages in three different places. You know, so mortgages in more than one place. You know, granted, they're not buying shit, you know, and they can't just show up and fucking, they can't go to men's warehouse and buy a suit. You could if you're off at the lineman. Even those guys get their suits custom made. They go to big and small. I'll tell you, the bigger you are in the shoulders, man, the bigger you are in the legs, they don't fucking make pants. They don't make pants for you on the fucking shelf. I can tell you that, goddamn sure. My pants for the quarry, I have to fucking get two sizes bigger than I normally wear, just for my legs. For my calves and shit. Right. Yeah, it's your calves, right? My calves are my fat ass, but, you know, my calves don't fit into the <laughs> fucking pants. I'm telling you, man, it sucks. Girl in there and be like, I need a 56 suit. Okay, here's the pants. Uh, I'm going to need a couple sizes bigger. You only got enough material in that calf and knee area to get through But, yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, like, I don't envy these guys, but, you know, lottery pick is going to make some change. But you got to get to that second contract, because the second contract is where the fucking generational wealth is. Correct. Let's think about it this way. If you are a guy... So you get one contract. Let's say you're not Zion. Let's say you're the tenth player taken. You're making mm-hmm. five million. All right, so now you're down to two and a half. You make twelve and a half over your fucking career. You don't get to that second contract. Um yeah, you you're gonna have to work. Now if you're a fan favorite you know, you can go and work for the team. You know, you do something right, there. Then, right. 
there's a job for you when you're done. Yeah. Um, speaking of fan favorites, uh, stuff is coming out of Vegas as to why Marc-Andre Fleury didn't play more. The reason I've heard multiple times from multiple sources um, did not come back in shape. Hmm. Robin Leonard hmm. is a shame. I thought Flower lost his game after his dad died. I would not be surprised if you find out the next year is his last year. Is he Paul Jordan? After his dad died, uh, he walked away. The difference is that he's older than Michael was when Michael walked away the first time. Right. Yeah, Flowers, 37, 36. His family loves, like, he loves it in Vegas. His family loves it in Vegas. He's definitely got a role with the Knights when he retires. Um, just like Derek England. I think Derek um, I just think when they need the cap space, I think you're going to find out that he's retiring. No. But uh, how about <laughs> Samco's coming back tonight? Oh, my God. What a beautiful shot. Oh, my Lanta. Yeah. It looked like it looked like vintage Messier coming down the the hash there, and the snapping that wrister right over the shoulder. You know that was you know, one thing that I think Tampa was playing for was to get him back. You know it would have sucked if they had lost to the Bruins or they had lost to the Islanders, and then you didn't see Stamkos finish this off. Uh, right. You know. Uh, How old is he now? Is he like 35, 36? No, I don't even think he's that old. No? <laughs> feels uh, like he's been around forever. He has been around forever, but remember, he was 18 when he got drafted and came up. And he called him Michael Jordan and Pop. I'd almost say he's like 30, 31. Nineteen ninety is when he was born. So thirty. Thirty. He's the same age as my sister. He's thirty. And mind you, he's got a history of history of injuries. Right. But he's only 30. Like, Sydney, Sid, Sid's 35. I 
Alex is 35. Alex looks like he's 60 with all that gray he, hair. But, yeah, he looks like he's 60. Yeah. But, you know, like, McDavid's, what, 26, 24, 25, well, I was maybe. Gonna say, yeah, I was going to say, like, 24, 25. These are the faces of the league, you know. Uh, you know, and you start realizing, like, who are the who's the next wave in the NHL? The NHL's pretty good. It's not professional wrestling where you're still waiting for your next John Cena. Right. The next wave in the NHL is here and pretty fucking good. We gotta figure out what to do with Eichel though. It, it just seems like he's wasted in Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, he gets absolutely no play, no media. Oh, look, he didn't. He didn't have to stay, and he did. He didn't have to re up in Buffalo. He did. Yeah, got to figure out something better for that guy. Yeah. Since it was a beautiful weekend, and I know you hit the links, do you want to talk to him? Hit the links twice this weekend. I would love to talk to him. I'm going to let you take it away with golf. Hey, Payne's Village, whatever they call that place, out there in Missouri. Uh, that Tiger Woods design public course. Holy shit. That may become one of those places where golfers want to play. It looked gorgeous yesterday. From all the pictures you saw, um, Barstool was out there. I can't wait for Barstool's, uh, the four play podcast to come out tomorrow because they Jack Nicholas on the show. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Fucking Tiger's giving them fist bumps. Barstool's <laughs> taking over the fucking world, man. And I couldn't be happier for Fortnite. Yeah, I started listening to them a lot more on Sirius, um, you know, the last couple of days. And I figure um, I'll probably be listening to them a lot more when I'm helping my parents clean out their house, which it looks like they're finally going to move out of Jersey City. Hey. So I got to, yeah, I got to go, you know, help them out. You know, so far it's been an endless parade of uh, realtors coming over, doing their assessments, and we just got to figure out who we're going to go with. Yeah. Um, Other than that, I mean... Bryson DeChambeau just made wing foot his bitch. I was that yeah. was really impressive what he did. The way he transformed himself, you know, in the quarantine and he I mean he hits fucking rockets. Um absolute fucking right, so- piss missiles that guy hits now. 
All right, so outside of him, who's, who else impressed you this past weekend? Uh, I can tell you, you didn't impress me this past weekend. Tiger and Phil. Tiger just needs well, to play. Well, they're getting old. Right? Yeah. You know, that course was not set up for Tiger, you know, with that fucking cabbage that was there, so... Um, you know, DJ, DJ's always good. I was shocked Brooks Kepka wasn't there at the end because he usually is, especially in majors. That's all he I think he was about. my biggest. I think that was my biggest shock. That I didn't see him there. Yeah, like, look, I, I, I want to see what Tiger's schedule is ramping up to November because the NFL maybe. Their ratings are bad now. Can you only imagine what it's going to be on November 15th if you have Tiger in contention on CBS with Hello Friends? You know, like, holy shit, the NFL is going to be in trouble. If Tiger's in contention on, on Sunday in Augusta, the whole fucking world is going to be watching you know, it, it's you know, it's always been good for golf when Tiger is there. And you know what? I know he he got the one matches under his belt, but I would love to see redemption strike. And I want I want to see that new Tiger. You know, because he's more human. You know, it's funny. I was talking to my cousin about you know villains getting humanized because we were talking about Cobra Kai. You know, the show on Netflix. And yeah. we, talk, we talk about Johnny Lawrence. And I was like, it's amazing how you hated Johnny Lawrence in Karate Kid. But it's like the complete opposite here. Like, he's human. You know, he, like, you see what he did the first time he learned how to touch the Internet. And, you know, you kind of root for the guy. And, you know, that's what you want. Like, you want to see that with Tiger. You want to see, you know, oh, what does he look like as, as a human. I think Tiger's there. I, I think I, I could say this. Like my, I, I usually judge stuff off my parents. Like if my mom knows who somebody is, they're a fucking celebrity. My mother watched the final round at Augusta last year and was on the edge of her seat with every shot Tiger took. Yeah. Like. That, to me, showed, like, my mom welled up when he picked up Charles. You know, like, she then understood what the captivation was. I didn't pick up golf until Tiger came around. Like, I like, like I could go to the rain, like, I'd go to Lincoln Park when, you know, when we were growing up, you know, hit some baseballs, go hit a bucket of golf balls, it, it really just... You know, it was like a stress reliever. Yep. But I really started playing golf because of Tiger. You know, I, there's a reason why, I don't know, I played Nike clubs. Now I play TaylorMade clubs. It's not because 
I know what the fuck I'm doing. It's like, oh, well, that's Tiger. Tiger plays. I was buying a new driver this year. What's Tiger playing? You know? What did Tiger win the Masters with? Okay, that's what I'm buying. No, I wasn't buying Tiger's yeah, iron because well, I'm not that good and I'm not spending $2,000 on irons. But I bought it, you know, I, I bought Taylor Mage. Guess what ball I play? I play Bridgestone now. What did I play before Nike? <laughs> what kind of shoes do I wear? I got TWs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a bunch of pairs of golf shoes. But I have a pair of Tiger Woods shoes. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that next year they put out the ones with the Tiger print on them and thank me on the back. My wife's already scared. But, um, no, but in, in all seriousness, like, the, the lines from Batman live long enough to go from a vir- villain to a hero. Right. Tigers live different. Tigers had the A-Rod thing. Hero, villain, now he's back to being a hero. And I think it's because Tigers let people in. You know, for the longest time, Tiger didn't let anybody in. Now you see, like, he did a 10-part series with Golf Digest on how to shape shots, how he does, like, to see inside the mind of the man, now you know why he's as good as he is. Like, I've heard interviews with golfers before, and None of them knew what the tiger roar was. And then they felt it. And I think Francesco Molinari last year felt it. That Paisan, he didn't know what the fuck to do. Especially when Tiger was 15 or 16, whenever Tiger hit that fucking damn near ace the fucking par three. And he's going, right. fuck it, so... Like, you could just see, like, if you watch enough sports in your life, you can just see when the fucking comes out of somebody. Like, oh, fuck. You know, like, Fino was feeling it. He was a, he was a group ahead of him. You know, the only guy... And, and I loved him for it. And I think we all love him for it. Was Rocco Media. He gave zero fucks that he was playing with Tiger Woods. Yep. He wasn't supposed to be there. This person was never. I'm sure he. I'm sure he would go. Dude, I played one-on-one golf with Tiger fucking Woods. Like, holy shit. That guy gave zero fucks. He didn't get scared because of Tiger. It just, on that day, the better golfer won. Even with Tiger was on a fucking gimp name. You know, I, I told people, I, I went to see Tiger 
play in, uh, I guess it was the Northern Trust or wherever the fuck it was called back then, you know, or the Barclays when it was in, like, Ridgewood. This ball sounds different coming off of his club. He, like, you can't even describe, it sounded like a sonic boom. It was almost like when he was swinging the club, you heard the swoosh and then the boom. I was like, God damn it, how the fuck did he get Nike to program a swoosh into his club? That's some cool shit. <laughs> but he just, if you ever get the chance to see Tiger, go. Spend the money. Walk around the course. Listen to anybody else's ball. Listen to anybody else's tee shot. And then find Tiger. Because it's just different. I will always love the fact that I yelled out, we love you, Tiger, and I got a gun and a wink from him. And that right there, to me, is everything. Since we're talking about Tiger and Nike... Do you want to transition over to the new NASCAR owner, Michael Jordan? Awesome. I just don't and, like the driver move. I don't like Bubba Wallace there because I don't think Bubba Wallace, I don't care how good the equipment is, I don't think he's that good of a driver. I think, who else is part of the ownership? Is it, uh, I know it's Jordan, Denny Hamlin, right? Yeah. Um, look, I don't think Denny Hamlin's, look, I'm sure Michael's putting up the majority of the money. I don't think Denny Hamlin's got that kind of money. I'm sure it's going to be a partnership with Gibbs. I haven't read the whole thing about it. I'm sure it's a partnership with Gibbs. Kind of like how Dale Jr. has. JR Motorsports and it's in a partnership now with Hendrick. Um, it's basically yeah, it looks a like, uh, it's going to be 50. right. Toyota Gibbs. Okay, so to me, it's it's NASCAR doesn't allow for five teams. It was great that they were able to get the charter because they're locked in for every race. Um, I just I question the driver move. And that's it. And it's because I just don't think as being a fan of the sport and again I has he ever been this good of equipment? I don't know. Toyotas are, there's a learning curve with Toyota. You know, um, Truex had it. Now Truex is pretty fucking good. Denny Hamlin had it. You know, like, if you weren't, a, he's driven Chevys his whole career, I think. I think he's bounced around, but I think he's been primarily Chevy. So to go from the bow tie to, Toyota, that's a big story. 
Now, if he wins a race next year, great. Um, but I can't see Michael on the front of loser. Well, you know, I, I hate to say to even bring the race into this, but do you think he really no. only did this because, you know, do you think that he did this only because well, he's going to get a black driver? I know that Denny and Michael were talking about this for a while. Right. Um, so it didn't come as a surprise to me that Michael got jumped right in. Um, I had heard that they were going to do kind of what Kyle does, what Dale did, where they'll start their race shop in the Xfinity Series. Listen to me not calling it the Bush Grand National Series. Um, I, I think it's a lot to be designed. But look, it's a fifth Gibbs car. I mean, Gibbs is the premier Toyota Toyota sponsored race team. Um, you know, like Barnchuk Jr. won a, a NASCAR championship driving for Furniture Row Racing, and that was a de facto Gibbs team. It just, you know, was based out of Colorado and not. North Carolina. Um, and then when that shut down, you knew he was going right to Gibbs because he has the Toyota team. Um, but is it a fifth car? That means you're getting the scraps from the other four? Or is it because it's Michael? There's money there. I'm sure there's going to be a swoosh on the hood. Okay. How you, much you, money you have to I mean, how much yeah, is, is Nike going to kick in for sponsorship? Did they announce a sponsor for that team yet? No, not yet. But I, I don't know if Nike's in position to be investing a lot of money with their losses that they've been going through. So, what was it? Just reported in July that they lost like $700 million in the quarter. That's because they own a lot of – they have a lot of – like, their Nike Town stores are really expensive to run. That could be because of retail. Mm-hmm. Could be with shipping delays. Like, I know the the white breads or whatever the fuck they call them, those 11 lows that came out in June were originally supposed to come out in April. So if you had a shitload of shipping delays there, you know, I, I don't see Nike hurting because they're still putting out shoes and they're still selling out. They may have cut down on the amount that they're putting out, but they're they're still selling shoes. And I'm sure at Christmas time there'll be another 11 that comes out. I don't really think they're hurting. I think what's hurting Nike is, is the resale market. You know, like they're they're selling the shoe for a buck seventy. Everybody else is selling for three hundred. Right. So, but in all seriousness, I, I that could be clever accounting too. 
that is yeah, also a possibility. I don't see Nike hurting. And granted, this is Nike's big time of the year. Football. Yep. They took a bath on baseball so far this year. And it's a shame because they, you know, this is the first year they sponsored uh, the jerseys. And without having, you know, team stores open, without having people go to games, what losing places and losing retail like they have, like losing places like Models isn't helping them. You know, I'm sure they weren't helped out by the fact that baseball didn't have fans in the stands because, you know, how many people have gone out and bought Nike jerseys this year? Not many. If you had a guy on a team like Harper with the Phillies, well, you had all them fucking majestic jerseys laying around, and those were things were fucking dirt cheap. You know, if you could buy a, a, a Harper Authentic for 130 or a Nike one for 300, what fucking one are you buying? Uh, so majestic. I think next year, yeah. And I think next year, Nike's going to be able to run out, roll out the full line baseball they really haven't done much you know you had NFL, like you look you had NFL teams change uniforms this year granted it helped out that like Tom went to Tampa you had Cam Newton come to New England but you know like yeah granted the jerseys already paid for you know like whatever the fucking Patriots pay for the jerseys at the team store fucking it's already paid for so Nike's not seeing the the retail markup there, but you know, I, I, I'd be more interested to see their unit shipped as opposed to financial. So you spoke of your boyfriend. Uh, he had two bombs today. You know, they won today. Yep. Um, they needed to win today, man. Was- and they needed, and they got a great start out of Zach Eflin. Oof, right. Goddamn. Joe Girardi must be going, can we re-sign D-Rob hoping he's healthy? Eh, George is gone. See if we can get him back in. Hey, this is Brew. You know what to do after the. At the tone, please record your message. When you finished. What are you trying are you to do, Lonnie? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, I was actually, when I started the show, you know, when I started the show, I, I uh, introduced all the teams that would make it, and Philly was on that outside, and I was 
going to say, are they the biggest disappointment of this baseball year? Especially if they no. don't make the playoffs. No. And here's why. Their pitching stinks. Like, their bullpen is fucking trash. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Girardi called Mariano going, hey, could you still throw? Hey, he probably could. Probably could. It'd still be better than everybody in that fucking bullpen. Um, no, no, God, no, not them. They wouldn't. The bra- who's who's on the outside looking in? I would say the Mutts. The Mutts are a disappointment. Well, they're only like a half game back from you. Are the Phillies in again? I think they're on that border because they have they have the same winning percentage as uh, as Milwaukee right now. They're both four ninety one. I don't know how the tiebreakers yeah. go, and they're the number eight seed right now. The Phillies are. But Milwaukee uh, well, Milwaukee was going into today. Um, the Marlins still have like five games left. Six games left. They still have a ton of games left. Don't be surprised if the Marlins fall out of this. Oh, I think the biggest disappointment is the Yankees. And, and to be completely honest with you. I really think it's the Yankees. I can agree with that. You know, a, a short, way. but see, like, a, a, I don't know if there is a disappointment a, in this because, like, a, a sprint, which is what this is, nobody was going 48 and 12. No. I mean, like,. You know, if you had a team that was 20 games over 500, I would have been like, okay, I could see it. But 40 and 20 over a 60-game stretch is fucking still hard to do. Especially with the way this year has gone. You know, and mind you, Philly's lost a lot of, like, fucking doubleheaders. Like, they lost a lot of seven-inning games. They're going to play a lot of them. You know, so, you know, maybe you come back in the seventh or eighth. You know, maybe you get the fucking starter. How many teams just go in complete games with their fucking starters? Because it's like, oh, he's only had 60 pitches, 70 pitches through five. You know, like, it's just, I think it's hard to call, like, I, I, were the Phillies penciled in to make the playoffs this year? If we played 162? No. I don't know. Because, I, I, I like. I don't think. So. I, I like the, the Phillies, Phillies were right but there. They were. I think the Phillies are one of those teams that were. They're going to get on the, you know, like Nola's a guy. Like, I think Nola's got too much pressure on him because. It's almost like he has to 
go six every game, seven every game, eight every game, just for them to be not shit, the drizzling shits in the bullpen. The bullpen's the drizzling shits. <coughs> oh, by the way, Philadelphia has played one extra game over Miami. So Miami has basically made up all the games that they missed early on. Yeah. Wow. So they're really? they're right there. Um, the only team that's really behind Phillies right have? now is St. Louis. Who do the Phillies have this weekend? Of course, once again, I'd look, but I'm driving. I'm looking. I'm looking. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay. And so Tampa Bay is going to be playing for nothing. Yeah, but Tampa Bay's not playing for anything. Yeah, but they're still a real good team. Was it two games set with them? Let's see here. Four. I think it's like a two game. Look, I think losing Hoskins and Rio Muto a couple weeks ago hurt them. I know JT's back and playing first base because God only knows why. Because Hoskins is out. Hoskins was tearing the cover off the ball when he got hurt. They're bullpen shit. <laughs> like, there's no other if ands, or buts about it. Like, their bullpen has been drizzling shit. Hey, you know, you, I think you hit it on the head. You're going to reach out to D-Rob and say, hey, you know, we want you back. Um, gonna, of course, it's going to be like a minor league deal. It's not going to be anything guaranteed. I don't know if you give D-Rob a minor league deal. I think you'd say, like, hey, here's a $5 million deal for next year. Um, and I think Joe Girardi's got to want him. And I think Joe Girardi will want him. Um, just say, hey, David. Joe's very know, Joe's very loyal to, to his players. Talk, yeah. So, that's why Deanie's there. Right. I, I mean, Didi never said that that's the exact reason he signed in Philly, but Didi pretty much said this is why I signed in Philly, because I love Joe Girardi. Like, Didi could have went anywhere. He wasn't even guaranteed a starting spot. Um, you know, I, I look, I, I think the biggest fucking um, injury happened today in Mike Clevenger. Big time. That's a big, big injury. Time. Um, because that Michael's gonna knock him out for the playoffs. You know. Yep. He's not gonna have time to to shut it down and come back from that from that uh, injury. Nope. Nope. That that that's that's a shame. Because the Padres were. I mean, I think we were all kind of waiting for the Padres to emerge. But again, I don't think theirs was sustainable. I think I think a sprint helped teams. I think a sprint helped the White Sox. I think a sprint helped the Padres. Um, a sprint definitely helped Tampa. Oh yeah. You know, and a sprint hurt fucking Houston. You they know, are the one of my biggest disappointments. I don't know if you I know, call them a disappointment. They lost a lot. Well, you lost the two aces. You lost Garrett Cole to the Yankees. 
And then you lose Verlander to uh, Tommy John. You know, right off yeah. the bat, you're down your two starting pitchers, and two number yeah. one quality starting pitchers. You know, like uh, I mean, you had three aces last year, and now you're down the. Do they still have Granky? Yeah, they got Granky. But like, as a three, Granky's phenomenal. As a one, uh, it's kind of long in the tooth. Yep. But in still saying that. You know, and they had injuries. I think that's a team that fed off of their crowd a lot. You know, I, I just – I, it's hard to put, like, to say disappointment this year because you didn't play 162 games. Like, if you were saying off 162 games and you're looking for disappointments, absolutely you could find them. You know, I, I – how many teams have shitty 60-game stretches where they're fucking 500? It's the other 102 games that get you into the playoffs or miss the playoffs. You know, I, I just I, I look at it as, like, Oakland to me, this is what they were going to be. Like, Oakland is, is a good ball club. Yeah, but now they lost Chapman. Yeah. It's just the way baseball is nowadays, too. It's guys get hurt. Guys lose time. Guys go on the hill. You just have to – you just have to bring and bear pants. Sorry if I'm writing. Just go home. Um, you know, you just gotta take the good with the bad and, and, and worry about it when you get there. And you know, I, I I think the one good thing that came out of this, and I hate to say it, but I think Clint Frazier has emerged for, for the Yankees. Well, you know, I, I think you know, I've been wanting Clint Frazier to take Brett Gardner's job for a while. And not because I don't like Brett. I love Brett. And I love Gardy. Uh, it's just, this is a natural progression. And you know what? I think um, he had a lot of egg on his face from last year and immaturity that he had. And it's good. Like, like you haven't seen any of the super brass shit that got him in trouble the last two years. Like, you see, he's coming to play ball. He improved his defense. Cause I think he's definitely improved that. He's more than serviceable, which is what he was last year. So, well, or is it one of those things where a guy like Brett Gardner went up to him and said, hey, look, you want to be here? This is how we handle ourselves. Like, was yeah. he humble? And I'm sure Brett, I, being Brett the Gardner. team leader that he is, he told him that. I, I think Brett, in all, actual, you know, in all honesty – wanted Cliff Frazier to be the one that ascends and takes his job. Not that, you know, any ball player wants that to happen. But you see Guardy being that team player and that team leader. Yeah. Because, remember, when he signed last year, it was Mm -hmm. with the hopes of being only a part-time player. 
Yeah. You know, he got a lot more playing time than he ever expected. And he delivered. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um... So, Didi, are you re-signing him next year? I would think they would. You know, solid offense. Two eighty nine. Ten home runs so far. And he plays good defense. Not great defense, but he plays good defense. I'll be honest with you. Watching um, Torres play short, you know, makes me want to get D.D. back. You know, I would love to have him back next year. Um, Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. No. I mean, it's another thing with Torres, too. You just got to – you got to give him time to learn to time to play. You think about it, all these guys got shut down in mid-March. And, you know, granted, they all were doing stuff on the side, but, you know, they weren't playing major league games for four months. next year, then you have to start thinking about what you do, but I don't see him being terrible next year. What else do we got? Because I just got home. We hit Bubble Wallace. Mm -hmm. I did touch on the NBA playoffs before you got on. We We talked about the Stanley Cup. And we talked about the MLB. I'm sorry, MLB and uh, the playoffs. But we really hit everything. We even added golf to the list, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Not much on the foosball. Oh, no, we did touch foosball. You know, we touched it with Tyrod uh, Taylor. Um, I did say how you and I did pick out one of the best games of the week, and that was that Thursday night game between uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow looks really good, man. Like, um, I know he threw the ball 61 times, but he just looks like like nothing's going to phase this kid. Yeah. Um. 49ers are complaining about MetLife Stadium's uh, turf. Yeah. I think Garoppolo is out for this week against the Giants. You know, Giants side, Devontae yeah. Freeman. Yeah, I think that's a good move for them. Especially, I, I think Deion Lewis is, is, is a, was a great signing. Well, apparently now. Um, you figure it's going to be Lewis and Gallman for this week. And then Freeman yeah. will be in next week. I, I think it's a little too early to put him in. You don't know what kind of shape he's in. Mm-hmm. 
game of the week so far, I like um, for week three. I'm loving Green Bay and New Orleans. Mike T not playing. That makes that a little bit scary. Well, they said he actually might play. I think it's one of those save the player kind of deals. Right. How real are the Raiders? And by the way, can we say how beautiful their stadium is? Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And they got your boy Cam this week. Yeah, I, I think that, that could be a good game. Minnesota, what the hell is going on with the Vikings? Yeah. 2-0 Rams versus 2-0 Bills this weekend in Orchard Park. That could be a good game. You know what? Buffalo is that underrated team, isn't it? I don't think this year they're underrated. I think so. I don't think any, you know, because I don't know. It's like I don't see them as that ascending team yet. I know they're 2-0, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, I look sold on them. Uh, Chargers, Herbert's going to get another start this week. Let's see what, what he does with a full week of preparation. Speaking about preparation, preparation H with uh, Colts versus the Jets. Wow. Hopefully Philip Rivers can actually play. Seahawks and the Cowboys. Yeah. Could be a good game. I think that has the makings of probably the best game this week. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'll tell you now, I hate the fucking Seahawks. I really fucking do. Yeah. Those guys, it, it's Pete Carroll. Like, I can't stand him. I don't even think Pete Carroll's players like Pete Carroll. No, they fucking love Pete Carroll because he lets them all be fucking buffoons. Uh-huh. And then the actual game of the week is Monday night, Chiefs versus uh, Baltimore. Yeah, it is. And, look, I think you're going to learn a lot about both of those teams. You know, and that's not to say that we don't already know about the Ravens. Look, I, did the Chiefs lose some of their steam last week? I mean, granted, it was the first time they saw their quarterback, and, you know, they weren't prepared for him and all that stuff, but. I don't know. I, I think um, if any team is prepared to, to, dealing, to deal with a guy like Lamar Jackson, I'm going to say it's the Chiefs because they practice against a better version of that every week. So I think Herbert was a surprise because going into the start of that game, Herbert was the number two. Herbert didn't know he was starting. So I think that caught everybody by surprise. But we don't have that surprise here. You know, did did they play last year? 
I think they did. I think they did. But I'm not 100% sure. Trying to think, what else do we? Yeah, I think we hit everything. If if you were the Giants and you finish off the suck for Lawrence campaign here. Right. Unless they, unless Daniel Jones gets hurt, and let, I would you trade that draft Trevor Lawrence. I would. Or do you no, trade? I would trade that number one. I'd do a Herschel Walker trade or a Ricky Williams type trade. Give me some team. Is there? Maybe it's a. Maybe it's a Jeff. Oh, I think the Jets are going to – I think the Jets may actually beat you out for it. I think the Jets are definitely beating you out for that. I don't know. Can't do that right. Yeah. But – yeah, if the Giants get to them one well, pick, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, Jacksonville is one of those teams that is um, – you know, Jacksonville's kind of <laughs> – you don't know what they're going to do because they're playing hard for Minshew, but could that screw them up long term? Well, of course it could. You know, it, it already sucks that uh, – they already got one win, and they could have won that, the other game, too. Playing hard, and Minshew is actually playing really good. So the question becomes, do you believe in Minshew? You know, there's been plenty of yeah. quarterbacks taking, taking in the fourth and fifth round that have had, and I'm not trying to say Gardner Minshew is a Hall of Famer, outside of the Mustache Hall of Fame, uh, but there have been plenty of quarterbacks drafted fifth round or fourth round and late that have actually become franchise quarterbacks. Look at TB12. Look at the uh, <laughs> – sorry. Romo wasn't Tony even Romo. drafted. Exactly. Look at Tony Romo. Look at uh, TB12. You know, there's a long list of players here that have had Hall of Fame, if not, you know, really good to Hall of Fame careers. So if you're Jacksonville – you know, are you worried about Neil Trevor Lawrence? I think you would be. I, I look, that's a franchise that needs Trevor Lawrence. I don't care how good Minshew is. Again, that that franchise is in need of an overhaul. That that is a billionaire's play toy. Yes. 
you know, like if you believe what's coming out of there, um, you know, where Tony Khan's son has a little bit more to say than he should, you know, I, I don't know, man. I think that's when you sit there and look at the owner and go, look, we get it. This is a billionaire play toy thing, but this is a business and we're in the business to win. You know, you're, we know you're making your money. Um, can we put a team out here on the field that wins? And can we stop giving a shit about all the other stupid crap that goes on down here? Fuck the pool and all that crap. Um, I don't know. Does does the Jaguar does the Jaguars get relocated? Like, is that the angle? Is this what they're looking to do? To where? Yeah, I, I know that. Well, I know that. You know, the NFL is looking for a Europe team. They are looking for that team in London. If not London, I don't think the you know, could it, look. I don't think the players' association ever goes for that. I don't know. I, oh, think, I think Tony Khan wants it. I think. I think Tony Khan wants it more than anything, but I. I don't know how you what, would do that. What soccer team does he own out there? Who the fuck cares? Tottenham, maybe. I think it's time. I think it's time, man. But, like, if this pandemic's taught us anything, it it shows that that's not a good idea. What would you do if you hit I heard? What's that? Was that the jet season I just heard in the background? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I just don't know. I, I don't know if, if that move makes complete sense right now. So I think the perfect fit, fit for Lawrence would be Jacksonville. Um like I said, if the Giants somehow get that number one pick, it, I like what I see from Daniel Jones. I think he can definitely be that franchise quarterback. I have faith in him. Um, I would love to see that trade. You know, build a team. This team, I think offensively, especially with Saquon coming back next year, I think offensively you'll be fine. Especially if you if you trade for multiple picks and you can get a wide receiver next year and um, I guess a tight end because Evan Ingram has continued to fail, which is mind-boggling. A guy with that skill is just a constant failure. Um, we got a good game on yeah, Sunday. You, it was all right. It wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't the drizzling shits like he normally is, but he's the drizzling right. shits. I mean, it's just... It's just like one of those things where he has um, he look how many offensive systems has he played in? McAdoo, Shermer, and now uh, 
this guy. So it's three. It's and he's only in the league five years. So, yeah, I just think it's one of those things where I hate to say cut your losses with him because you know he's going to go somewhere else and, and be phenomenal. Yeah, let's light it up. But, yeah, but tight ends are helped out by quarterbacks and they're helped out by wide receivers. You know, why was Gronk so dominant with the Patriots? Because he had, he had Welker and Edelman to clear out the middle of the field for him. In the earlier days, he had Eric Hernandez. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they weren't together long enough to where they even make the hill of shit. You know? Right. Just like, you know, the whole Randy Moss. They were only together, what, two years, three years? Not even. Maybe two. Yeah. A couple months. <laughs> A couple months. <laughs> so, I mean, when does, when does Jules go back with his boyfriend? I don't think he ever does. I, I think I think Jules is going to wind up being the guy who is loyal um, to New England. I, I think Jules loves Bill Belichick. I, I, I don't think he ever goes with Tom. I, why would you go with Tom after you have Bruce Arians this week saying, well, we don't throw to tight end. We have wide receivers to catch the ball. Yeah, Gronk had no pass. He had one pass attempt last year. I mean, last week. No so, catches. If you're Jules, if you're Jules, why would you go there? They already have. They already have one of you on that team. And, and Godwin. Well, Godwin's more on the outside, though. Yeah, but Jules could be on the outside too. Like it's just. I think Jules will make a killing on the inside. Yeah, but that's not that offense. Right. Like, I, I wonder if Tom feels hoodwinked going down there. Well, the first game was so bad. It was bad. But there, there's yeah, no... To me, no, there's no creativity there. And wasn't that one of Arian's calling cards was creativity? No. Arian, look, Bruce Arians has made a lot of money over the last 20 years because of Roethlisberger and Andrew Luck. And people fell, fell in love with him because of what happened with Pittsburgh and, you know, Andrew Luck and, and – Carson Palmer. Um, you know, I, I just think it's like one of those things where, okay, the fun and gun shit, all right, whatever, but it doesn't translate as much as everybody thinks it is. Now, you definitely saw yeah. that Fournette took the role of LeGarrette Blunt. This this past week, yeah, yeah or, looked really you know, good. Antoine Smith, but that's because Tom was cooking too. I mean, that's not yeah, you know. And, and they 
didn't play a good team. Like, you know, like, a team they played sucks. You really do. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, can we officially say this? Dan Quinn still have a job. <sighs> so it took to the end of the show for you to bring up Dan Quinn. I mean, come the fuck on. Come the fuck on. Just come the fuck on. I think at this point, um, you got to call a spade a spade. And what, another 29 to 3 lead? Yeah. Yeah, it's like you can blame the players all you want. Mm-hmm. But your coaching and your end of game coaching and your closing out of games philosophy sucks. And it's yeah. historically. It's not just a one game thing, it's just just uh it's not just a Dallas game or the Super Bowl. He has a history. He has a history of having mediocre teams. It's a shame because the talent level that they have is very good in Atlanta. Matt Ryan mm-hmm. is a top five quarterback. I would put him up there, maybe just outside the top five. Jones and Ridley are top tier tandem. You talk you talk about them, you're talking about uh um Evans and Godwin. You're talking about the uh Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. You know, those are the top duos. So he has talent. Uh Todd Gurley, you know, is a prime running back. You gotta see how he's doing I I haven't even seen how he's running this year. Maybe I should uh, double-check that statement. Uh, but, you know, they have offensive talent. You know, they have <laughs> always had offensive talent. They've always had offensive talent. Matt Ryan's in the right. top ten all-time in passing yards. They've always had talent. The problem is, is that it's either been coaching or their defense. And you can't play yep. everybody on the fucking offense. You know, and this is this is what it boils down to. You can't pay everybody on the fucking offense top dollar deals because at some point somewhere is gonna hurt and it's hurt their defense. Granted, you know, just like the Patriots Super Bowl. Like if you, I, I was watching the Cowboys because we have a friend that's a cheerleader, so we like, you know, going, Oh, there's you know, our friend that's a cheerleader. Um, but, like, so we were watching that game, and at no point in that game, just like the Patriots Super Bowl, that I go, man, this is a 29-3 game. The Patriots Super Bowl. This doesn't feel like a 28-3 game. Yeah, I remember, like, when they were going off the field in the halftime. I looked at my wife in the Super Bowl, and I go, you know, babe, this doesn't really feel like it's 28-3. 
And she's like, what do you mean? I go, well, just look at it. Brady doesn't throw a pick six. It's 14 to three at the half. You know, what Garrett Blunt doesn't fumble. You know, they probably score both of those times and we're not even talking about, like, the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. But you just knew that he just fucking knew the tech game was going to swing. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think that that game was over. Yeah, you know, I had no, a feeling. Like, I really thought, like, come out of the half. Like, Patriots took the ball first at the half, after the half. And I said, all right, come out and score here. And then you didn't. You go, ooh. <laughs> and then you just followed the money line. You know? <laughs> Let me throw the 20 bucks on here because they're plus 700, you know. Um, but, you know, like, it, it's just Atlanta has a problem of putting away games. They don't run the ball effectively. They don't, their offensive lines are drizzling shits. They live and die by Julio. And Matt, and Matt Ryan. Well, at this <laughs> point, is Matt Ryan Matty Ice anymore? I don't think so. Yes. I wouldn't take it, take it away from him right now. I would. I don't think he's ever – I don't think he's been Matty Ice since the Patriots Super Bowl. They were otherworldly that year. But if you look at the stats from that Super Bowl, they weren't running the ball. Like, they did nothing particularly well in that Super Bowl. They really didn't. Go back and look at the stats. Everybody makes stats that they were running all over the Patriots. They didn't. <laughs> I did the show the next day. So Todd Gurley has... 117 yards in two games. One touchdown. That's less than Cam Newton had. And I will say this about the the, the, the play on the one-yard line. I don't question the play call. I question the play design. Yes. I, I the agree. The design of that play is Terrible. Because you let them stack 11 guys in the box, and you have no option but to do that. If you leave Jules on the field or you leave Harry on the field and you spread them out wide, that takes two guys away from the ball. You know, I got a question. Is a run pass option – Bad call at, at that time. You know, you go, you go, no. you know, go with your three tight ends. You know, let no. him make that decision. You can't you go know, three he tight runs ends. it, or, or, or. I don't like going with three tight ends because it puts eleven guys on the ball. You had to have a wide receiver out there to take one guy away from the line of scrimmage. You don't have look. None of these tight ends are named Gronkowski.
you know, it worked for them. I don't know if it was last week or earlier in the game. I forget when they they, they did and he did the well, Tebow jump pass. Right. It, it was that game. Okay. So it worked then. And you had it designed different because Nikhil Harry was on the field. Don't like it. Look, you needed a fucking half of yard. Yeah. Why not put him under center? Why not treat this like Brady? Get up under center. If you see what you see and you like it, go. It took too fucking long. Break the huddle, get up there, and fucking snap it, and go behind David Andrews. And Joe to- you, you franchise tag Joe Tooney. Run between the two. For what reason? <clears throat> right. Exactly. For what if reason? You franchise them, use them. Yeah. And that's, I look again, I have no problem with the play. I have no problem using a six foot six, 270 pound linebacker that could, that plays quarterback to do that. It's, I don't like snapping the ball and being three yards back from the line of scrimmage to get a half a yard. I, I I just don't understand that. Like that part, I don't understand. But then again, I'm also used to the greatest quarterback of all time, who could get you a half of a yard. Like I've always had this problem with the Giants too. Like, what Eli's too fucking fragile to go up under center and fucking get a half a yard? No, like it was always with the Giants. That and they never the did problem. it. Like fourth, fourth and one, third and one. It, it it could have been third and eight at, or fourth and ten. You know they it's just had this, it, it's the way they treated it, right? And they just had this awful ability to make that one yard or half a yard seem like ten yards. And they had the running back to do it: Brandon Jacobs, Ahmad Bradshaw, Tiki. Not Saquon. even. It's a half a yard. Right, but I'm just saying, like, they, they had the horses to do it. Like, you didn't have to use Eli. But, you know, they, for some reason, well, we know what the reason was. The majority of the time, it was the offensive line is just horrible. But, what to your point, get up behind them and just push. Get behind yeah. uh, one of your guards, your, your most trusted guard, and push. And have your running back go right into Eli's back and jack him up and get him over the line. Yeah, I, I just there's some shit that I, I just don't understand. You know, and, and that's one of the things I don't understand. Was that all? You know, and and the other thing is, is too with like Coughlin. It was like the end of Coughlin's career with the Giants. At some point, he couldn't walk in and go, "Could you give me a fucking running back, please? Please find a fucking running back." New England finds guys off the fucking Walmart shelf. Can we can we find a running back? Rex Burkhart, Corey Dillon. Well, Rex was. You know, it's not like these guys suck, though. Like, Rex Burkhead was a guy who was brought in, but he was always hurt. Right. 
Danny Woodhead. Those guys. Sonny Michelle was the only one that, that was. Right. Sonny Michelle was the only one that they really invested in. Yeah. Well, Lagarde, no, Lawrence Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Lawrence Maroney. I feel sorry for him. I don't. He stole more money than I've ever seen stolen in the NFL. Ever. <laughs> Lawrence Maroney is single-handedly the reason why you did not win Super Bowl 42. Because he can do shit. Sammy Morris got hurt in Dallas in like week week six, week whatever the fuck it was. And that was like, oh, that one's going to bite us in the ass. Sure shit. Yep. What sausage? You can check it. My wife just threw hot dogs at me to get my attention. Okay. See? Um, got anything else? Need you there? Just that's Jeff for tonight. Oh, that. I'm sorry. I, I, I had you on mute for, for some reason. Hello? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.